Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's unedited podcast, episode number 39? 39, it is 39. Big slate to get in today. We're going to start off actually, we're going to kick it off with just going over UFC 268. Um, unbelievable card that was. We'll talk about mainly, we'll talk about pretty much each fight that needs to be highlighted. And then I'll give my what's next for uh, certain guys. Um, then we're going to go... NFL, couple headlines and discussions, a look back on week nine, my top five headlines and discussions for week 10, and then my post week nine power 16 NFL rankings. Then we'll get into games and spreads, a this or that segment, three MMA ones, three NBA ones, and three NFL. So that's going to be basically choosing somebody. You know, you could have, for example, I'll do one, which of the five NFL, which of the five rookie quarterbacks are you building your team around for the next 15 years? We won't go into that, but that's one of the questions. It'll be, you know, you choose one of them. Uh, I might ask my brother, so he's going to have his opinion on this, and I'll have mine as well. Then we're going to get an NBA. Um, have my brother and my good friend Colton Fee answer these as well. We're doing our top five MVP rankings as of now. Our biggest disappointments and surprises from each conference. And then me and my brother gave our uh, Power 12 NBA rankings. Then I'll get into a little overreaction or not. Also, ask my brother on this. We got six, I believe, in each. Six NBA, six NFL, six MMA. Then we'll get into my post week 10 Power 26 college football rankings, my college football games and spreads, and then 10 to 10 the show fan fight picks. So I'll start it off. Let's go to UFC 268. Um, I might need to add somebody in here on. Uh, for a little what's next. But we'll talk about him a different time, actually. We'll get into Ian Gary a different time. But let's kick it Let's kick it off with Ian Gary. Uh, gets a knockout punch, a KO punch win. Over Jordan Williams in round one with one second to go in the round. Jordan Williams was on his way to... He was winning that round. He was lighting Ian Gary up, to be honest. And Gary gets a nice slip, right hand bang, finishes the night. Kid's special. He's got a long way to go. He's only 23, but he is special. He's big. He's long. He's athletic. I like him a lot, and I think he's going to be a stud. Um, big win for him. Uh, Nasruddin, Nasruddin Imavov against Edmund Shabazian. Tough night at the office for Edmund again. Uh, Imavov kind of taking off his shine, to be honest. Um Edmonds really, I don't know what's, I don't know what they're gonna do with him next. You know, this could be a thing where they cut Edmund gets cut and he's gotta go to a different promotion for a little bit and try to build his way back to the UFC. For Imavov, I now have him ranked 14th in the middleweight division, which I do a top 20 ranking list. Um I thought he looked so good. Uh I would say I have for his next fight, I went with the first option being my number eleven, Uriah Hall. I think it's an unbelievable style matchup, a great striking battle. I'd love to see that. Um, and then also a guy that I think could also test his wrestling, and he's got power, will be my number 12 middleweight, Kelvin Gasson. One of those two, I think, makes so much sense for Imavov after that fight. Um, he looked tremendous. Uh, Chris Curtis defeats Phil Haas. A, a real, a big Phil Haas guy, but what a win for Chris Curtis. Finally gets to the UFC after so long. I think he was... 26, he was 26 and something. Can't see his record here off Wiki. I don't know why. They don't have, he didn't have a Wiki page. Um, unble- he, was getting, he was getting tagged as well. He was losing the round, and he lands a big bunch and finishes Phil Hollis. Unbelievable win by Chris Curtis. 
I did not see this coming the way it ended. I did see Bobby Green winning. I did not. I did not see Bobby Green knocking or to finishing Ally Aguinta via punches. Um, that was surprising. That was really surprising. Um, but for Bobby Green, I think it's he's won some fights now. I thought he beat uh, Rafael Fazayev in his last fight. I think given I got you could fight my number seventeen Drew Dober. Or my number 20th ranked Alexander Hernandez. I think one of those fights is tremendous. That can crack him into the top 15 of the UFC. Drew Dober and him be outstanding. Everybody knows it. Uh, but what a win for Bobby Green. That was a huge win. Maybe the end for Ally Quinta. We'll see. Alex Pereira, the guy who knocked out Israel Adesanya, gets a flying knee knockout 18 seconds into round two. Um, and so people are wondering, who does he fight? The UFC is going to fast track him. They're going to give him a striker. He's not going to get ground guys. If you're looking, I think a fight that could make sense is eat win or lose Kevin Holland, huh? Kevin Holland fights. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Kevin Holland fights this weekend, does he not? We didn't pick that fight. Unless it's off again, it must be off. Something must have happened because Kevin Holland and Dawkins. Or uh, supposed to fight this one. Oh, yep. Kevin Holland withdrew from the bout due to injury. Eric Anders also withdrew due to undisclosed reasons. And then Roman. So Roman Delizia was supposed to fight Eric Anders. Kyle Bach was supposed to fight. Kevin Holland, then, so Holland pulled out of the Dawkins fight with injury, Anders pulled out of the Roman Delice fight with an injury, and then Delice and Holland, and Dawkins was the fight, and then Delice had a uh, COVID issue. So yeah, I think that might be the fight to make now, actually. Um, Alex Pereira versus Kevin Holland. I'm in. So to the main card, an unbelievable first fight. Um, Justin Gaethje defeats Michael Chandler via unanimous decision, 29-28, 29-28, and 30-27. Um, I had the same score. Oh, I didn't have 30-27. I had 29-28 Gaethje after, in real time, I was like, okay, Chandler won the first round. Gaethje definitely won the second round. They could have scored in the 10-8, but I thought Chandler may have squeaked out this third. Could we have a draw? Turns out, no, I was wrong. Uh, because I was rooting for Chandler, it was, you know, it can be hard to see at times. That's why you got to go back and watch it a second time as a judge. Um, yeah, I had Gaethje winning the fight 29-28. And real, I would have said 29-27 on my cards, but since the judges didn't give a 10-8, I'm not going to give a 10-8. I'm just going to go off what they had, but I could have a 10-9 the other way. I had uh, Gaethje winning. Um, I'm real one for Gaethje. Uh, let's see, where do we have him next? Obviously, he should be fighting for the title, correct? Uh, I have Justin Gaethje. Yeah, so either Justin fights the winner of Oliver Poirier for the belt, or if some, if you know, I did Dana wasn't too committal, like he wasn't too committed to uh, to Gaethje. It feels like it should be Gaethje, but again, he wasn't too committed. Um. So you have Islam at four. So that's why I had the number two option being a fight with Islam to determine who gets it. But I ha what they should do is Gaethje should get the title shot, and they should do Islam versus Dariush. 
Um, that's the fight to make, in my opinion. There, for Michael Chandler, if, if this is for Mike, what should what should Mike's number one option be? What should he try to be going to get? Conor McGregor should be the fight for Mike Chandler. I think Chandler's kind of done. I don't think he's ever going to win the title now. I really don't. Um, why not try to get that big fight with Conor? And if you can't get the fight with Conor because they choose to do Conor and Nate, Tony Ferguson would be another fun one. Two big names. Just try to go with some big fun fights. You know, get try to you know try to just get some big names. I think that makes the most sense. Um, and the next bout, a featherweight bout between Shane Burgos and Bo- Billy Corintillo. Um, did not watch this one. A back. Uh, I thought Burgos won in live time though. Uh, definitely won the fight. Um, so you know I have him ranked around sixteen. Again, this is with Bellator included and champions included. I don't like put my champions out of the rankings. Like you know the UFC has a champion, then then I'm one contender. I'm just going off of like rankings, like who I think are the best. So Shane is sixteen. I bet he's probably near the top ten, if not top ten, in the UFC. Arnold Allen or uh, uh, Ely uh, Tapuria, one of those two up and comers. I think Burgos, you know. He has some deficiencies technically, but he's tough as shit. So I think one of those would make for a great fight. And then I did pick Cheeto Vera to win. Did not think he would do it with a front kick. Uh, he knocks out Frankie Edgar. Bummer. Um, was rooting for Frankie. Did not think he would win. And I thought he was winning the fight. I thought it was 1-1. And then I thought Frankie was winning round three until the KO. Um, so yeah, that was just a, a tough one to watch. If you're a Frankie Edgar fan, I didn't really put a what's next for him because I don't know. Or oh, I did. No, I did. Uh, I put Kyler Phillips or Casey Kenny, two guys that are unranked. See if Frankie is uh, is done because I don't think if he can't beat those guys or at least fight close to them, I think he's done. It's kind of a gatekeeper fight. Like, show me where you're at, Frankie. And it's kind of show me where you're at between Phillips and Kenny, too. For Cheeto Vera, it's uh, unbelievable front kick knockout. It was incredible, incredible shot. Um,. He called out Marab, so that's my number one option for him. Why not? I have Cheeto ranked 11th, Marab 9. Let's get it on. And if Marab doesn't want to do it or they can't figure out a way to do it, Marlon Marais as well, who's ranked 12. Um, either one of those for sure. And then it was the co-main. Rose, Namiunis, Jean, Wally. Uh, see a lot of people picking this for... A lot of people are picking this for Wei Lee more than I thought. I think most are, most are still on the side of Rose, but there's quite a few people that are picking John. Um, I had Wei Lee up two rounds to zero after two, and I had Rose winning the last three. So uh, 49-46, it's not it, – to me, when people were saying that's crazy, I mean, I don't know if it was crazy. I wouldn't have scored it that way for sure, but I definitely thought Rose won the fight. I could – I. I didn't. I didn't see how a judge would have gave John three rounds, though. That was kind of weird to me. Did not think that at all. What an unbelievable fight, though. And I'd love to see him do it a third time down the line. Won't happen right away. And what's next, John? I think you do. Joanna would be a great one. Um, the rematch with Joanna would be awesome. I think Joanna, if she's not going to get a title fight, would love to come back to fight a a, a name like Wei Lee. And if not, Mackenzie Dern's another good option. Um, I think Dern's still very tough and very much at the top. Um, so one of those fights would be great. Uh, for Rose, it's got to be Esparza because, I mean, Esparza just flat out deserves it. And 
that's a loss Rose has on her record. She'd love to get that back. She's she's even already said that. And if not, I mean, what are they going to throw Marina Rodriguez in there? Just makes sense to do Carla next. The main event. The main event. Kamara Usman defeats Colby Covington via unanimous decision. Could not believe a judge gave 49-46 in that one. Um, and I know people are still going to call me biased, even though the second time I watch it, every time. If, I watch it, if I'm watching a fight to judge it, I don't judge it biasly. You can say what you want. So, if, the, if I could have thrown a 10-8 in there, I would have. I had it a draw. I, but, so I had it a draw with the 10-8 because I thought it was 2-0 Usman after 2. And I thought Kamaru got a 10-8 in round 2. I thought Colby Covington won the last 3 rounds. I really did. I thought he, I thought he won the last 3. He finally started pushing the pace, landing big shots, good body work. I thought he won those last three rounds. So I had it 47-47. Now, the judge, no judge gave a 10-8. So I, if you're not giving a 10-8, I had Colby Covington winning that fight, 48-47. Again, my opinion necessarily doesn't matter. This is just my podcast, so I can voice my goddamn opinion. And I don't care what anybody says. I thought it was 48-47 Covington. And I know people say, oh, you're biased. He's, your, he's one of your favorite fighters. All right, that's fine. I just legitimately thought he won the last three rounds. I thought he won the last... Uh, when I watched... I remember when I watched him round five, I was like, ah, I think he kind of took his took the foot off. And I still think he kind of did. But I thought he still won round five. He definitely won round three and four. How a judge gave 49-46 is beyond me. Beyond me. That is terrible scoring. Just horrendous scoring. No way it was 49-46 Usman. The only way I could have seen that fight was 48-47 one way, 48-47 the other. Rounds one and two for sure, Usman. Rounds three and four for sure, Colby. And round five was the, the flip round. And I think Colby's going to look back on that saying, man, if I maybe pushed the pace a little more, maybe in the judge's eyes, I would have got that round and he probably would have had the... Right here, the... Actually, can we see the round-by-round round scores? Um, do they have those out yet? I know this. Images. What? Okay, that's not the right one. I was going to say, what are you talking about? Okay, here we go. Oh, wow. So, two of the judges... So, Colby would not have won. Okay. So, this judge had it. Who's this guy? Dave Torelli. He had Usman up 3-0 after 3. Gave Colby the last two rounds. Wow. Round 3? Shit. And this judge, Derek clearly had it 3-0 after 3. Gave Covington round 4. Gave Usman round 5. And this judge right here had it 2-2. Heading into the 5th. Okay. That's interesting. Great fight, all in all. So let's get into some NFL. Some headlines and discussions. Cam is back in Carolina. Can he lead them to the playoffs? It's a question 
asked my brother and also myself now. My brother said he thinks so. He thinks Cam can come in and lead the Panthers to the playoffs. Well, they're not in the easiest division, right? So let's see their schedule going out. So they play uh, at Arizona, Washington, Miami, Atlanta, Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans, Tampa. So let's say, I would say if Carol, if Cam Newton's playing well and he's healthy, I think they beat Washington, they beat Miami, they beat Atlanta, and they beat New Orleans. So that would be four wins. And then I have them losing Tampa, Tampa, Buffalo, Arizona. So what's the record as of right now? Four and five. They'll put them at eight and nine. Not going to be good enough. They're going to have to steal a game from Tampa and most likely from Buffalo too. I don't think nine, nine and eight. Uh, nine and eight might be good enough in the NFC wild card. The top of the NFC is good. I don't know about, you know, I don't know about that. But yeah, I, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Uh, Odell signs with the Rams. Um, I was having a discussion with uh, Fee about this. What does it do? And for me, it doesn't do much because I don't think LA is going to change much. Um, you already had a solid number two and a really good three in Van Jefferson, two in Robert Woods, and then Cooper Cup and Higby. I don't think it does anything different for them, and I don't think it like helps them that much. I think he could have moved to a team that would have been more impactful, the Packers, uh, the Chiefs. Um, I didn't really hear of any other teams that were on it. I know the Saints, but mm, you know with Trevor Simeon, Taysom Hill, come on. So yeah, I don't think it does much. To be honest, I'm not I don't I don't think it's that massive of a signing. So look back at Week 9 Broncos shocked the Cowboys in Dallas win handily 30-16. Yeah, Cowboys came out flat. Uh they came out thinking, okay, we're gonna roll on the field and we're gonna still beat teams to sleep. Well, Broncos punched him in the mouth, out physical the Dallas Cowboys. Um Jag stunned Bills at home 9-6. Now this was the most embarrassing loss of the week by far. Jags stunned the Bills in Jacksonville 9-6. to I've tried to tell everybody the Bills are overrated. We'll get to that in a bit. Giants upset Raiders 23-16. What? I mean, massive upsets this week. Then you got no King Henry, no problem. Titans beat the Rams 28-16. No Odell. Browns destroy Bengals 41-16. So now my top five headlines and discussions for Week 10. Can the Pats stay rolling versus motivated Browns? Going to be a great game. Uh, even battle. Massive division battle between Chiefs and Raiders. It is huge. Both teams need to win. Uh, will we get Rodgers versus Wilson? I hope so. Wilson, hope me back from injury. Rodgers cleared from COVID, hopefully. Hopefully we get that game. Can Broncos keep this momentum versus Eagles? I think so. Can Jag get another upset over the Colts? I think they come back down to earth. Uh, Colts get the win there. So here we go. My power, my post-week 9 power 16 NFL rankings. One, the Arizona Cardinals, 8-1. and one. Two, the Tennessee Titans, 7-2. and two. Three, the Green Bay Packers, seven and two. Four, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, six and two. Five, the Dallas Cowboys, six and two. Uh, <laughs> we got this again. These are my rankings pre Thursday night football as well. Uh, Rams at six at seven and two. Ravens at seven at six and two. And obviously they take a bad loss. Eight, the Bills at five and three. Nine, the Patriots at five and four. Ten, the Chargers at five and three. Eleven, the Raiders at five and three. Twelve, the Chiefs at five and four. 13, the Steelers at 5-3, and three. 
14 the Browns at 5 and 4, 15 the Bengals at 5 and 4 and at 16 the Colts at 4 and 5. <clears throat> Games and spreads. Uh 9 and 5 last week. 92 and 44 overall. Got a calculator on this thing. This laptop. I love it does. Yeah, no calculators. Okay. Um, Thursday night football, I start off 0-1. I had the Ravens winning 34-20. So let's go into Sunday early games. I got Falcons 23, Cowboys 34. Uh, Browns 23, Patriots 24. Jaguars 20, Colts 30. Bills 31, Jets 10. Lions 17, Steelers 30. Saints 24, Titans 31. Buccaneers 38, Redskins 20. Uh, Sunday midday games. Uh, Panthers 17, Cardinals 31, Eagles 20, Broncos 24, Vikings 28, Chargers 31, Seahawks 21, Packers 24. Sunday night football, I got Chiefs over the Raiders 23-20, and Monday night Rams over the Niners 27-19. Spreads, I went 2-3 and three last week. I'm 21-24. It's the only out of my college football spreads, my college football games, my NFL games, my NFL spreads, only one I'm under 500. It's NFL spreads. I got the Saints minus or the Titans minus two and a half versus the Saints. The Browns plus three and a half at New England. The Chargers minus two and a half versus the Vikings. The Buccaneers minus eight and a half at Washington. And the Rams minus three and a half at San Fran. Come on. We need five. So this or that. MMA edition. I'm gonna read the question. I'll give my brother's answer and then my answer. Should Connor's return fight be Nate or Chandler? My brother said Michael Chandler. I'm going with it should be Nate Diaz because it's going to be the last fight on Nate Diaz's contract, I have a feeling. So Connor can send him back in. And then we can do Michael Chandler. Should Jones get a title fight upon return or fight a contender? My brother said a contender, so a contender being as Stipe or Curtis Blades. I would agree with contender. I don't think the UFC will do that, but I think it should. He, he should have to fight Stipe or Blades. Is Usman, Izzy, Volk, Jan, or Nganu pound pound number one? My brother said Izzy. I would go Usman. <laughs> NBA. Would you? Who would you take to start your team? Rudy Gobert, Jonas Valanciunas, or Clint Capella? My brother said Jonas Valanciunas, and I would agree. You get one of these young point guards on your team till they retire. Who are you taking? Lamelo, Jaw, Cade, or Trey? My brother said Jaw. I would take Lamelo. <clears throat> which of these three young, which of these three young-ish superstars are taking? Are you taking to build your team around? So right now, you kind of think we have the three best, the three big superstars are LeBron, KD, Steph. The next three are Luka, Giannis, Jokic. So that's who we're picking from. Lou said Giannis. I'm taking Luka. Which of these five rookie QBs are you building your team around for the next 15 years? Trevor Fields, Mac Wilson, or Lance? He went Lawrence. Give me Fields. Which of these five young wide receivers are you taking on your team for the next 10 years? Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb, Debo Samuel, or Michael Pittman Jr.? My brother said C.D. I'm taking Jamar Chase. Which of these franchise QBs are you taking on your team till they retire? Mahomes, Murray, Dak, Lamar, Allen. We both chose Mahomes. NBA talk now. Here we go. 
<clears throat> my top five MVP rankings. I'm going to give you uh, my brother's fees, and then we're going we're gonna to go from the five spot and up for each. So my number five is Nikola Jokic. My brother's number five is DeMar DeRozan. Fees number five is Ja Morant. At four, I have Paul George. My brother has Ja Morant. Fee has Jimmy Butler. At three, I have Kevin Durant. My brother has Nikola Jokic. And Fee has DeMar DeRozan. At two, I have Ja Morant. My brother has KD as well as Fee. And then we all have Stephen Curry. And it's like number one right now. So now let's go into uh, biggest surprises and disappointment in each conference to start the year. We'll each give a team. We'll do West. Our biggest disappointment was all the same. The New Orleans Pelicans, 1-11, last in the West. Biggest surprise in the West. Fees was actually Golden State because he didn't think they'd be this good right now. Um, Lose is also Golden State because he didn't think so either. Mine's the Clippers. And I know people are going to say, well, they're six in the West. Yeah, they're seven and four. I thought without Kawhi, they'd start off much worse. I thought they'd be like four and seven. Paul George having an MVP-like season. Uh, They're definitely a surprise to me. So let's go East. Biggest disappointment. Mine is the Hawks. They're 4-8, 13th in the East. My brothers is the Pacers. They're 4-8, 12th in the East. And Fees is Boston, 5-6, 11th in the East. I think they're all three disappointments for sure. Surprise. Fee and me both picked the Wizards, 8-3, tied for first in the East. Lou picked the Cavs, who are 7-5, 5th in the East. I like that pick a lot. My Cavs, let's go. And then here are my brothers and mine, Power 12 NBA rankings. We'll start at 12. At 12, I have the Clippers. He has the Grizzlies. At 11, I have the Sixers. He has the Suns. At 10, I have the Wizards. He has the Sixers. At 9, I have the Nuggets. He has the Clippers. At 8, I have Milwaukee. He has the Jazz. At 7, I have the Suns. He has the Bucks. At 6, I have the Heat. He has the Nuggets. At 5, I have the Jazz. He has the Nets. At 4, I have the Nets. He has the Heat. We both have the same top three. Lakers 3, Bulls 2, Warriors 1. That is our top 12 power rankings. And now he also gave the overreaction or nots. We started off with the NBA. Golden State is by far the best team in the NBA. He said it's an overreaction because he doesn't like the word by far, which I don't agree with him. I would say it's an overreaction as well. Golden State should be the betting favorite to come out of the West. Both said overreaction. The East is so open, you could see four or five teams making the NBA Finals this year. He said not an overreaction. I agree. Right now, I'd say four. Bucks, Heat, Nets, Bulls. Uh, the Pistons and the Rockets regret not taking Mobley. Overreaction, we both said. This is ridiculous. Philly is the favorite in the East if they get Jalen Brown. He said overreaction. I said not an overreaction. They become my favorites. This is LeBron's last chance at one more ring. We both said overreaction. NFL. Even without King Henry, the Titans are the favorites to still come out of the AFC. He said it's an overreaction. I said not an overreaction. I think they're by far right now the best team in the AFC. Sunday is a must win for both the Chiefs and the Raiders. We both said not an overreaction. Despite the loss, the Cowboys are still part of the elite. Not an overreaction. Bills are just simply overrated. We both said not an overreaction. Browns are better without OBJ. Again, not an overreaction. We both agreed on. Patriots won a Super Bowl in the next five years. He said overreaction. I thought about it. Take a quick sip of this Gatorade. I'm going to give a good answer. 
I'm going to say it's a little bit of an overreaction. I wanted to go non-overreaction, but I just can't put it on that. I can't put that on that. I can't put my word on that. Justin Gaethje is the best lightweight lightweight on earth. Both agree that's a massive overreaction. Michael Chandler is done contending for belts. Just talked about this. Not an overreaction. He is. Usman is the greatest welterweight ever. Come on. Over GSP? Not an overreaction. I mean, overreaction by both of us. Colby will get a third shot at Usman down the line if Usman still has the belt. Not an overreaction. I think he will. My brother said Usman just won't have the belt when they, if that fight comes back around because he thinks it'll be Hamza. But that leads into our next one. Hamza will be champion by the end of 2022. Lou says not an overreaction. I tend to agree. That man's unbelievable. It's better for the UFC that they cut ties with the Diaz brothers. Lou said overreaction. God, that's a tough one. I just don't know what Nick has left. I think Nick, they'd be fine cutting ties with Nick. And besides the Connor trilogy, what is there you want to see Nate do? Besides have a big fight feel. I'm going to say it's not an overreaction. I'm going to say the UFC would be just fine without them. Not an overreaction. All right, my post week 10 power 26 college football rankings okay um again these are not and we can uh right after this i'll pull up the college football playoffs committee rankings and i'll i'll read where i think they messed up so at number one i and again i know people are going to say well how do you have ohio state above oregon because i think they're the better team right now you have to go somewhat off on who's the better team right now too than than resume and shit when you watch Oregon play Cal and Stanford, you think they look like a top four team? Ohio State's come prove to everybody when they beat the shit out of Michigan and Michigan State that they are the best team. And when they beat the shit out of Purdue this weekend, who just beat Michigan State, Georgia's one, Ohio State's two, Alabama three, Oklahoma four. That's my playoff right now. Those are my one, two, three, four. Five, six, just on the outside looking in. I got Cincinnati at five, Oregon at six. Seven, Notre Dame. They look tremendous. Uh, eight, Michigan. Still in contention. They get to play Ohio State still. It's the last game of the year, right? I think Ohio State's going to beat Michigan State, and it's going to come down to that Ohio State-Michigan game for who gets in the Big Ten title. Nine, Oklahoma State. Again, still a live dog. Ten, Jimbo said it. A&M still a live dog as well at ten. Eleven, Michigan State. Yeah, I dropped them down to eleven. They're not good. They're very, they're they're a little overrated in my opinion. They got lucky against Michigan. Michigan was the better team in my opinion. Michigan State is not that good. Twelve, Ole Miss, A and M, Ole Miss, massive game. Uh, Thirteen, Wake Forest, tough loss. Probably chances the playoffs are over. Big game this week though. Who do they got? NC State, right? Yeah. Uh, Fourteen, UTSA. Fifteen, BYU. Sixteen, Auburn. Seventeen, Baylor. Eighteen, Houston. 19, North Carolina State, 20, Iowa, 21, Coastal Carolina, 22, Penn State, 23, Wisconsin, 24, Pitt, 25, Louisiana Lafayette, and 26, Purdue. Games and spread still get pretty pretty hot right now for college football after the disastrous start for games. Um, 29 and 21 overall, went 4-1 last week. Uh, you got number four, Oklahoma, at number 17, Baylor, Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern. Give me OU 34-27. Uh, number 26, Purdue, at number 2, Ohio State. Give me Ohio State. That's at 3.30 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. Give me Ohio State, 
Number 10, Texas A&M. First number 12, Ole Miss. Give me A&M 27-24. That's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Number 19, NC State at number 13, Wake Forest. Give me Wake 41-34 uh, and a bounce back. And then Saturday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, number 7, Notre Dame at Virginia. Give me Notre Dame 27-17. Uh, my week 11, top five spreads of the week. Give me Georgia minus 19.5 at Tennessee. Notre Dame minus 4.5 at Virginia. Arkansas minus 2.5 at LSU. Oklahoma minus 4.5 at Baylor. A&M minus 2.5 at Ole Miss. Took all road dogs. All road dogs. Um, now it's uh, um, college football playoff rankings. Okay, that's the AP. I don't want the AP. The AP is Cincinnati at two. Respect. College football playoff. Here we go. So they have Georgia at one, Alabama at two, Oregon at three, Ohio State at four. Sorry about the dog. He's a psycho. Ohio State four. So I'm okay with, and I'm not mad at, and Cincinnati's at five. I'm not mad at Oregon being in the discussion. I just don't think they're top four. I don't get Oklahoma's at eight. They are better than Michigan and Michigan State. They're actually better than Oregon and Cincinnati as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would have Georgia. I'm fine with Georgia at one. I'm honestly fine with Bama at two. I'd have Ohio State at three. Okay, so if they're saying OU's completely out, I'd rearrange their top five, and I'd have Oregon at five, Ohio State at three, and then Cincinnati at four. Okay, A and M. They're still saying A and M has much of a has a very decent chance to get in the playoff. Well, A and M needs Alabama to lose one. Um, you never know. They look like shit against LSU. Auburn could upset them. And then wins out. They go to the playoff. They have a chance to go to they go to the SC title game. They have a chance to beat Georgia and get in. They're still telling you Oklahoma State has a chance. They're and they're not telling you Wake Force is done, but Wake Force needs a lot to happen. Um Okay. And then Ole Miss at 15, all right, NC State, Auburn. Just don't understand how Purdue's all the way up at 19. It's so fucking overrated. Finally gave UTSA some respect and ranked them 23. Utah at 24? Utah does not deserve to be in. Tell me Utah's better than Coastal Carolina. Stop it. All right, so there's college football. I don't agree at all with that. Now to fan fight picks. All right, a live standings update. My cousin Christian at on 15 points in first. My dad in second on 14 points. Me in third on eight. And Lou in fourth at four. Lou needs a big one. So we got five fights we're picking from. Um, we'll start down here. Uh, Cynthia Calvia taking on, on Andrea Lee. Uh, Calvillo is a minus 140 favorite. Andrea Lee plus 115 dog. Calvillo's coming off back-to-back losses to, uh, but Jessica Andrade, to Jessica Andrade and Caitlin Chukagian. Before that, she beat Jessica. Andrea Lee won her last fight, 10-3 fight. Lucy, she beat Antonina Shevchenko. Me and Christian, my cousin, we have Calvillo via decision. My dad and brother have Lee via decision. And the next fight, Song Yadong taking on uh, Julio Arce. 
Yadom minus 135, plus 110. Close odds. All right. All right. Closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought you'd all be a massive favorite. We all are taking you down. My dad, my brother, and my cousin are taking him via decision. My dad's going round one, KOTKO round one, and I'm going KOTKO round two. Uh, Miguel Baeza versus Chaos Williams. This should be an unbelievable one. This one's also pretty close. Minus 140, plus 115. Me, my dad, and my cousin are going Baeza. I have him round one sub. My cousin has him round two sub. My dad has him round two knockout. And Lou has Chaos Williams via round two knockout. Okay. Um, ben Rothwell versus Marcos de Lima in the co-main event. Rothwell minus 170, a lot higher than I thought that was going to be. I thought that one would be pretty close. De Lima plus 140. I was expecting to pick him for this one. Rothwell's 3-1 in his last four, though. Um, me... And my dad have Rothwell via round one knockout. My dad, my brother has Rothwell via decision. And Christian, my cousin, has DeLima via decision. And we all have Holloway in the main event. And by finish, he's a minus 700 favorite to the plus 450 Yair. By far the biggest uh, favorite on the card. So me and my dad are the exact same. Uh, we have Holloway via round three KO slash TKO. My brother has it round one. And my cousin Christian has it round four. Some big points, like I said, we're doing what we're doing is um, we're going, we're starting at one pay per view. So we started at UFC 267. And this round of points being added up ends the, la- uh, the third pay per view that we're doing. So we're doing, we're doing a, what would that be? We're doing a quarter each time. We're doing three pay per views, then it resets. So we've already done two pay-per-views in. Um, we just did Usman Covington. We've done Jan versus Glover. Now we have Holloway Yair. Let's look at some of the, how many fights we can be picked for. Because we're not picking, we're not just throwing six out there to pick six. We're throwing fights that matter. So let's say, okay. All right. So we'd say, I'd say probably four fights next week. Yeah, I'd say four fights next week. Um Caitlin Vieira versus Misha Tate, Kiesa, Sean Brady, Ronnie Yaya uh, versus King Coing Ho, and then Davy Grant versus Adrian Yanez, and then maybe Caldwood. So maybe five next week also. Then you have Aldo versus Font. This one we definitely have. Okay, there's more. Here we go. Let's see how many we're going to have. Ooh, this one could be a big one. Okay, so we're definitely doing Aldo, Font. Riddell, Fazayev, Jim Crute, Jamal Hill, that's three. We're doing Alan Tavares, that's four. Barbarina Brown, five. And then we'll probably also do Alex Moreno, Mickey Gall, or uh, Guida, Leonardo Santos. So, yeah. Or, you know, uh, Zalegas versus Mano Cop. There's six on that one, too. And then it ends... With Oliveira Poirier, which will be what sucks is it took a hit, but it's still a great card. We actually might pick him from. We talked about seven fights from this one: Poirier Oliveira, Nunes Juliana Pena, Kai Car Franz Cody Garbrandt, Paiva Sean O'Malley, Jeff Neal Ponzinibbio, Cruz Munoz, Josh Emmett Ige. We'll probably pick him from seven that fight.
So after this card, we have three left. And then it's a pretty long one. And then it restarts, and we start off with Derek Lewis, Chris Dawkins, which also will have Cub Swanson on the card, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson on the card, Rocky Pennington, uh, Ricky Simone versus Rafael Sunsau. Then we go on to Fight Night 200. No main event name for that one. That's on January 15th. No real big fights. Oh, Cater and Giga. That's the main event. My bad. Then your first pay-per-view is Gone versus uh, Ngannou. Then you go to another UFC fight. I'm going to have a lot of cards to pick from. February 5th. And then February 12th is UFC 271. This is supposed to be Israel Adesanya. And then you have another fight night, another fight night, and then they haven't even named the third pay-per-view yet. So yeah, a lot to go. Um, so what's going to happen is I'm going to have a podcast probably Monday or Tuesday um, going over everything. Oh, it'll be Tuesday, not Monday, because away from Monday Night Football. Big podcast on Tuesday. Then what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to be watching the Chiefs-Cowboys game with a fee, and we're going to be doing a podcast immediately after the game as well. So we'll have a podcast Tuesday and then next Sunday as well. So yeah, um, that's it for this one though, and we'll uh, we'll see you We'll see you Tuesday at the latest Wednesday, and then definitely Sunday will be the big one. Thanks, guys. Peace.